my name is Emily Hines and I attend Houston City Council meetings and I take notes, which I am sharing with you. Today's notes are from the council meeting that took place on January 25th, 2023. First up, the mayor's report. Mayor Turner offered support to communities affected by Tuesday's severe weather, especially Deer Park and Pasadena. HPD Chief Finner is coordinating efforts to make sure displaced people's homes are protected while they're away. And Turner said this was a good reminder of the need to remain weather alert and make sure we all have ways to access emergency weather information. The Sunnyside Health and Multi-Service Center has a grand opening this Saturday from 11 to 2. There is a Hire Houston Youth press conference directly after the council meeting today. The goal is to hire 20,000 young people aged 16 to 24 into paid internships this summer. Uh, Glow in the Glades, a fundraiser for the Memorial Park Conservancy, is this Friday, January 27th. Mayor Turner wished everyone a happy Lunar New Year, and he congratulated Michael Strahan, a West Ray High and TSU graduate, on his Hollywood Walk of Fame star. ABC 13 published an article about a tire shop owner caught illegally dumping 100 tires. Mayor Turner hopes the court system will give him the maximum fine possible. And this prompted a discussion. Councilmember Martha Castex Tatum of District K has been working with Harris County Constable Rosen on cameras at illegal dump sites, which helped catch this dumper. She pointed out that many people illegally dumping are not individuals, but businesses who in this case are able to pocket the tire disposal fee that they charge. She also lamented that most people dump in their own neighborhoods. This person was dumping about a half mile from his shop. Councilmember Carla Cisneros of District H asked people who contact her on social media with please help messages to contact her office directly so they can coordinate trash removal and cameras at illegal dump sites. She made sure to point out that all cameras at dump sites in District H are paid for by her office and that they use data to decide where to put them. Councilmember Dave Martin of District E had very strong words for illegal dumpers, and he complained that it's often cheaper for them to just pay the penalty than to properly dispose of their waste. He joined Mayor Turner in hoping the judge gives this person, whom he repeatedly called by name in order to shame, the maximum fine possible. Councilmember Carolyn Evans Shabazz of District D advocated for more cameras at dump sites. No one asked any questions about the process for disposing of tires or waste in general, and every person that spoke advocated for maximum penalization and the need for higher fines. Now we'll move on to some agenda items. Item 5 approved an $80,000 membership to the Greater Houston Partnership. Item 19 approved $5.3 million and $1.3 million for the redevelopment of Covenant Houses Building for Life Campus in Montrose, which provides housing and programs for homeless youth. Councilmembers Abby Kamen of District C, where Covenant House is, and Robert Gallegos of District I spoke in support, especially for the work Covenant House does with LGBTQ youth. Item 25 approved a $20,000 grant application from the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department for McGregor Park in Third Ward. Item 30 would have approved $396,000 for an interlocal street rehab project with Harris County. You might remember this from last November when Councilmember Evan Shabazz tagged it and then referred it back to the administration when it came back. She opposes the narrowing of Blodgett to make way for protected bike lanes and is using this very small piece of the funding pie to hold things up. I attended a town hall she organized back in December on this, so hit me up if you want to know more about that. Today, she tagged this item again and was joined by council members Ed Pollard of District J, Tiffany Thomas of District F, and Tarsha Jackson of District B. Mayor Turner was a little annoyed and said he hopes this is a symbolic tag, so it's on hold again. 
Item 31 approved $525,000 for ditch maintenance across the city. Councilmember Jackson spoke in support and said this item includes some of her district service funds. Item 33 approved updates to parts of the city's development code. You might remember this from the public hearing we covered. Um, I'll explain them below. Number one, residential buffering standards, which is the safe distance between single-family homes and multi-residence places like townhomes and apartment complexes. Number two, garage screening and lighting standards, so to, to keep car lights and garage lighting from shining into residences next door. Wall or pole-mounted light fixture standards, which keeps tall lights from shining into residential properties. And fourth, dumpster screening standards, basically just hide them. All right, let's focus a bit on agenda item 16, a sidewalk ordinance. Item 16 approved a sidewalk ordinance that will hopefully promote the sensible construction of new sidewalks. Previously, new construction developers were required to build sidewalks whether or not the street currently has sidewalks, often resulting in sidewalks to nowhere. My street has several. The new ordinance will instead allow developers to pay a fee of $12 per square foot and forego the new sidewalk construction if it is deemed that a sidewalk is not suitable or feasible in that neighborhood. The fee will go into a sidewalk fund expected to generate $1.7 million annually. And the fund will use a 70-30 split. So 70% of the fee will be used to build new sidewalks in the area it was collected and 30% will go to build sidewalks in other areas of need. Most council members generally supported this ordinance, but several expressed concern that the new sidewalk fund can't be used to repair existing sidewalks, only to build new ones. Councilmember Pollard had objections to the fee that seemed very unclear to me, and then Mayor Turner told him, quote, don't be the lawyer today, be the city council member, which made me feel better because legalese, it's almost always confusing. When Councilmember Gallegos expressed concern about the inability to repair sidewalks with this money, Mayor Turner suggested he would support a budget amendment that would pull from the general fund to pay for sidewalk repair. Gallegos made super sure to hear Mayor Turner say aloud he would support such an amendment and then agreed, so hopefully we'll circle back to this when it's budget time in a few months. Councilmember at large Mike Knox supports this ordinance but tagged it because he really wanted to be able to use this fund to repair sidewalks, not just for new builds. There was a very audible sigh of frustration when he announced his tag, which made me laugh out loud. I can't tell who it was for sure because the camera wasn't on them, but someone was very annoyed. Councilmember came and made a joke about agreeing with Councilmember Knox for once, but still supports this ordinance because you got to start somewhere. Councilmember Martin pointedly pointed out that he worked out his issues with this ordinance before today's vote. Nice. Councilmember at large Letitia Plummer defended this ordinance and said the 70-30 split will help build a more equitable sidewalk network. Councilmember at large Sally Alcorn has been sounding the sidewalk horn forever. She defended this ordinance and all of the people in departments who worked hard to produce it. She said that every stakeholder involved with the process is happy with the ordinance as is and wants to move forward. She reiterated that this ordinance is only the first step on the way to a better sidewalk network and repeated her call for a bond to pay for sidewalks. I would vote for it. How about you? Councilmember at large David Robinson said this ordinance is about public access and even about democracy because it begins to address the access people have to both public and private property. He said, of course, there is always room to tweak, but reiterated that this is only a step in the process. And he said, I'm ready to vote. Councilmember Knox finally agreed to remove his tag, but he was very disappointed because 
Everyone only wanted to fund sidewalks half-ass instead of using this opportunity to fund sidewalk repair as well. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but I feel confident this was his vibe, so I'm going with it. This ordinance passed unanimously. And finally, the councilmember pop-offs. Councilmember Cisneros is funding speed cushions in District H and asked residents to let her office know where they are needed. You can find her email on the city website. Councilmember Castix Tatum plugged a document shred event on Saturday, January 28th from 9 to 11 a.m. at Ridgemont Community Improvement. Councilmember Jackson plugged a fun day at Highland Park on Saturday, January 28th from 10 to 4. Councilmember Kamen plugged the Public Safety and Homeland Security Committee meeting on Thursday, January 26th at 2 p.m., which will include the annual review of policing and community safety practices. So that's like the Police Transparency Board, Site and Release, and more. She condemned recent anti-Semitic attacks, and she thanked HPD for their swift and serious response. Councilmember Evan Shabazz looks forward to several ribbon cuttings this weekend at the Sunnyside Multi-Service Center and Park. And that's it. That was the meeting. I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters, and if you want to join the Patreon and help fund this project, that would be really cool, and we would really love if you did that. It's patreon.com slash emilytakesnotes. I also want to thank Houston In Action and ACLU for their support, and to Tecolotl, who's been doing Spanish translations for these notes. You can find the Spanish translations on Instagram and the website, which is emilytakesnotes.com. You can find resources for this episode, including where to watch city council meetings and how to find your city council member in the show notes. This podcast has music from Joe Wasney. It was produced by Connor Clifton. And that's it for this week. My name is Emily Hines, and I thank you for listening. 